You're listening to The Couplehood Podcast, a podcast designed for parents who want to keep their romantic relationships thriving and build their most intentional life. I'm your host, Allison Villa, psychotherapist and relationship expert. Hello and welcome back. Today, we are going to do a deep dive into the coping season. Now, last week on last week's episode, I did an overview on the four relationship seasons. Today, we're doing the deep dive on the coasting season. But just to remind you, the four seasons are coping, coasting, connected, and confident. And they do flow together within that order. Same way as the seasons in the weather, right? You go from winter to spring to summer to fall. You don't jump from winter to summer. It's the same thing with the relationship seasons. So we're starting with coping and then Next week, I'm going to fill you in on the coasting season. I'm just trying to help you make sense of the big, broad picture and how these four seasons work together. Okay, you get what I mean. Now, the coping season. If you have ever hit a rough patch in your relationship, then you have been in the coping season. I'm going to break it down a little bit more deeply. Typically in the coping season, there are at least one or more life events that are pulling your time, energy, and resources. So I'm going to give you some examples, and then I'm going to break things down and sort of paint a real life picture of what that might look like for you. So some examples of life events could be having a new baby, a death in the family, a move, a renovation, a new job, the loss of a job, a pandemic, right? You get what I'm saying here. There's these big life events and those I call external factors. Now, some of those external factors you may have chosen, like maybe you've chosen to do a renovation. You've chosen to do it, but yet it still pulls a lot of your time and energy and resources, right? So yes, you've chosen that event, but the reality is that we only have a certain amount of time in our day. And when you have some sort of big life event, like the renovation, for example, that that pulls a lot of your time and energy. And so that just means you have less of that time and less energy to give to your relationship. Another common example, especially for those of you listening, is when you have a new baby, right? That first year of parenthood, you don't have a lot of sleep and you don't have a lot of extra energy, not because you don't care about each other. It's because you are just consumed with raising this infant and keeping them alive and nourished and well. This is what I'm talking about when I'm referring to the coping season. There's other factors that can put you in the coping season that may not be external, but they can be internal. And some examples of that can be a breakdown of trust in your relationship. That could be a financial breakdown of trust. That could be an affair of some sort. That could be withholding of information. That could also be the ongoing feeling of not being heard or seen or really deeply understood by your partner. So sometimes what I see that looking like in, in real life is when somebody keeps saying the same thing to their partner over and over again, I really need help with this. Or when you do this, it makes me feel this. And the partner isn't, for whatever reason, not really hearing them or not changing their actions to show the person that they hear them. And so that makes a person not feel seen, heard, and understood. And so 
when a person doesn't feel seen, heard, and understood for a long time, months and years, this really happens to a lot of people. This is why I'm mentioning it. It can feel like a breakdown of trust. And so that is an internal factor that could put your relationship into the coping season. So you can see there's external factors like those life events that affect your relationship. And then there's also, of course, the internal factors and what's happening between you and your partner that can also put your relationship into the coping season. I just want to say, if you are in the coping season, if any of this is resonating, don't worry. And I'm not saying that to lessen your experience. I really just want you to know that every couple goes through the coping season. And if you're not in the coping season right now at this moment, you'll be there again at some point, right? We all go through it. What matters when you're in the coping season is how you move through it together as a couple. Because as I have said before, the challenges in your relationship are your greatest opportunities for growth and deeper connection. If you were never hitting the coping season, I would be worried. (laughs) I would be pondering some questions. If you never hit any sort of challenges in your relationship, that would have me being curious about other things, right? These challenges are important. This is how we build resilience. This is how we better understand ourselves, how we better understand our partner. Okay, so if you're here in the coping season right now, just be gentle with the process, with yourself and with each other. And I'm hoping that just by naming where you are, that's going to take away the self-judgment that you might be having for being in this season. I want to paint some pictures of what the coping season could possibly look like, just to give you some like real life couple examples. So I'm going to paint a picture of a couple that has just had a new baby. They're so excited. It's their first baby. They planned everything and they've been super prepared and they have an amazing family who's really supportive and lovely. And the baby arrives and it's a whole new world. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So... Your whole world gets turned upside down. It's so amazing. Your heart is like cracked open in a whole new beautiful way. And you've never been so sleep deprived in your life. This is so common. And I bring this one up very intentionally because when we become parents, who we are as people, as individuals, we change. You know, there's so many things that we say before we become parents, like, ah, my parents did this. I'll never do that. I'll never become my parents. Well, it's pretty wild and wonderful how when you become a parent, a lot of your childhood stuff comes right up. And this happens for you and it happens for your partner too. And there's no way for you to know what going to come up, right? You don't know what you don't know until you're in it. And why this is important to your relationship is that because when each of you is changing and evolving, which we are all changing, evolving all the time, but especially when there's any sort of big life event, like a new baby, for example, it's a huge sense of self shift, right? You become a mother, you become a father, you become a parent, and your sense of purpose in the world, your lens of the world changes. And so naturally, when you change as individuals, that's going to change how you engage and how you interact as a couple. This is why it's called the coping season. You're coping with something big that's happening either within you, right? The internal factors or something that's happening to you externally as well. It's also important to note that if one person is going through a challenge,
challenge. So I'll use my my example. You know, when I was going through postpartum depression, of course, that affected my relationship with my husband and put us into the coping season. So when one person in the relationship is being challenged, like has lost their job or is struggling with mental illness or is grieving the loss of a parent, for example, or a loved one, it's going to affect the other person, right? We can lift each other and we can also bring each other down on our journey as well. So remembering like we have an impact on each other. And if one person is going through something challenging, of course, it's going to have an effect on your relationship. Another example of what could put a couple into the coping season could be this pandemic, for example, right? This has really challenged families and couples and magnified whatever has already existed in your relationship. That's going to magnify the really wonderful things that you love about each other and also magnify the things that you maybe don't love so much, which we all have. And also not being able to reach out for support in the conventional ways that we are accustomed to, you know, we've been limited to the ways that we can get support as parents during this time because of restrictions and isolation and distancing and all of this. And that really puts a lot of pressure onto the romantic relationship. Because as you know, and you've probably heard me say before, when you are in this coping season, it's so essential for you to get support from your community because we are not meant as parents, two parents in a household, we're not meant to do all of the parenting and all of the everything on our own. Humans are herd animals, right? We lived in villages for a reason. People helped each other, right? Men would go out and hunt. Women would stay and gather and clean laundry and children, you know, we would be in a square where children would be running around the square and there'd be multi-generations and someone would be doing laundry in the fountain and someone else would be kicking a ball with, you know, their uncle over there, right? Everybody lived together and that that sense of community was how, that's just how we're designed as humans. So this modern day parenting is not that. And then add on a pandemic where it's created that separation and every family for themselves even more. So we've come very far from where primally as humans we're meant to be and we're meant to get the support of our community to now being in a pandemic where we're completely closed off from each other. And that will, of course, put pressure and possibly put your relationship into the coping season. I want to remind you a common feeling in the coping season is this feeling of missing each other. Like, you want to have more time to connect and you really, you want to hang out more and it's not for lack of love or caring. That's what's really important about this season. It's not saying that the love doesn't exist between you. It's really highlighting that, like I said before, those external factors or internal factors are pulling your time and energy, which means you just have less of those things for each other, which brings me to what do you do? What do you do when you're in the coping season? I'm just going to leave you you with this one simple tip and that is talk to each other about how you're feeling. <laughs> surprise, surprise, coming from a therapist, I know, talk about your feelings. Seems really obvious, but truthfully, when you're in the coping season and you don't have a lot of time together, it's actually pretty challenging to talk about the feelings that you're having when you don't have a lot of touch points. So I know it sounds really simple, but if you're in the coping season, you're probably not in your head thinking, yeah, Allison, you're right. We're just talking about, you know, schedules and household tasks and who's going 
going to put the kids down at this time and what groceries we need from the store, right? Like that's usually what happens in the coping season. So my very simple tip for you in this season is really just try and have a meaningful conversation every couple of weeks if you can. Like, oh my gosh, babe, I'm really missing you. I just want you to know that I love you. I just want you to know that I see, I see that you're working really hard. I, you know, I'm feeling really tired and I'm feeling, you know, like really just talk about how you're feeling to each other, especially and this is the tough stuff, is especially if there are some vulnerable or tender feelings towards each other. Yeah, I know. I know. It can be touchy and vulnerable, but you have to talk about them. This is so important in the coping season because if you shut down and you don't talk about how you're feeling, it's a lot more difficult to recover and repair. Okay. Remember, we want to build resiliency when you're in this coping season. And how you do that is you continue talking to each other about the struggles that you're having, right? It's not to say you're blaming each other or you're angry at each other. That's not what I'm saying. That those feelings might exist too. I get it. But it's it's really, this is your connection point. You're probably feeling quite similarly. You're both feeling tired. You're both missing each other. You both, whatever it is. But that's what the connection point is, is acknowledging out loud, like, oh my gosh, I just, this is how I'm feeling. Oh, you're feeling that way too. Oh my goodness. It's that reminder that you are in this together. Okay. That is how you move through the coping season. So again, I just want to remind you those challenges in your relationship are your opportunity for growth and for deeper connection. You're building resiliency in this season. So keep talking it out. And that is how you stay connected during this time. All right, you guys. I hope that's helpful. Tune in next week where I am going to walk you through the coasting season. (laughs) And I hope it will give you some hopefulness around what's to come once you move through the coping season. Coping to coasting to connected to confident. There's room to grow and so much to learn along your journey as a couple. Hi, guys. Just popping in to let you know that I have created a quiz to help you get clear on your relationship season. Remember, once you know your season, that means that you can take specific actions to best support your couple within that season. Head on over to allisonvilla.com to take the free quiz now. Thanks for tuning in to the Couplehood Podcast. It says so much about you that you're carving out this time for yourself and for your relationship. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. Head over to allisonvilla.com to learn more. A special shout out to my podcast editor, Emily Millane from theultimatecreative.com. You are a rock star. All right, you guys. Until next time, I'm Allison Villa wishing you love on your couplehood journey.